welcome to the 31 Oils podcast. I'm Jen O'Sullivan. This is a place for free, fast-paced, and focused learning to boost your personal wellness journey. You can find more of my resources over at jenosullivan.com and also 31oils.com. All right, are you ready for today's topic? Let's get started. We're going to talk about frequency today, and it's such an interesting topic because the science behind frequency is is totally debated and and it's a kind of an interesting thing because it's it's sort of confusing for a lot of people. However, anyone who's used frequency or understood it in a way that has applied to them and their body has a, a an understanding in a way that is beyond kind of words, so to speak. So I want to give you some information, at least the best information I can give you on background of frequency, what it means, how to potentially use it with essential oils, <laughs> and get into some other areas that um, might be helpful for you to apply. All right, so if we look at uh, what NASA has said, right? NASA has said when you tune your radio or you watch TV, send a text message, or pop popcorn in a microwave oven, you're using electromagnetic energy. Electromagnetic energy travels in waves and spans a broad spectrum from very long radio waves to very short gamma rays. So we visibly see frequency at just above one quadrillion hertz okay so which is 10 with 15 zeros big number so this is what we call visible light all right so that's the frequency or the um, electromagnetic energy of visible light radio waves are just under microwaves at around a billion hertz okay so our human bodies we radiate heat at around a hundred trillion hertz okay so so it's a it's a fascinating thing when we catch a a a strange little correlation. I'm not sure if they correlate 100%, but it is interesting that our frequency is 100 trillion hertz, and we have 100 trillion cells in our bodies, right? So just interesting. So a hertz uh, is labeled capital H, lowercase z, is named after a man named Henrik Rudolf Hertz. And he was the first to prove the existence of electromagnetic waves. And it's basically a unit that measures frequency. Okay, so that's just so you understand that frequency is is Hertz. So it's considered one cycle per second. That's a Hertz, whereas megahertz, an MHZ, is one million cycles per second. And so these frequencies can be found in musical tones, radio waves, uh, my voice right now, um, computer speeds, electronics, and each periodic table element has a vibrational frequency, right? So it's, it's all pretty fascinating when you get down to the science of it. So there was a man um, named Dr. Royal Rife. Uh, he was born in 1888 and died in 1971 under very controversial um, suspect (laughs) things that happen there, but he developed a machine called the frequency generator, and it's now called the Rife machine. Now, please know this is not FDA approved, right? But what this machine did was to pinpoint specific body frequencies, including healthy body frequencies, as well as disease frequencies, 
All right, so this is a quote from royalrife.com, um, and it's royal-rife.com. And it says, what Royal Rife claimed is that each microbe has its own resonance frequency. With the Rife technology, he bombarded the molecules with light frequency, which matched that of the microbe at an intense level. What he said happened was that the microbes would explode or shrivel up and die. (laughs) This is like so crazy interesting. So with that foundation in place, a man named Bruce Tineo, okay, he was 1944 to 2009, he later invented a machine called the BT3 Frequency Monitoring System, and it utilized a sensor that measures bioelectrical frequencies of plant constituents. The BT3 machine, um, you know, was at at some point still in production. There's several companies that carry a model of it. Uh, There's a company called Coherent Resources Incorporated. There's another company um, called Resonant Light. And so you can buy your own. They're pretty expensive, around $6,000. I've seen them go for around $4,000 used. But it's pretty interesting if you get on on the phone, like call any of these companies and ask them how their customers are using them and it it will blow your mind. Like just get on the phone and ask them and and it'll be pretty interesting. So I want to share with you some of the, what has been, I guess, tracked as human body and frequencies, right? So a brain, your human brain resonates at around 72 to 90 megahertz, whereas like a genius brain resonates at around 80 to 82 megahertz. So that should give you some indication, right? So that a normal brain is around 72 and that's that brain range up to 90, right? So a a massive genius would be (laughs) in the nineties. Um, our human body, just our general human body is anywhere from 62 to 78, but then different body parts, parts have different megahertz. And so like uh, your heart resonates at around 67 to 70 megahertz, whereas something like your liver is a little bit lower, 55 to 60. And so it's, it's fascinating because when all of these body parts and things inside us have been um, measured, this is where he was then able to help keep that body part healthy by basically bombarding it with the exact same frequency. So that um, looks at like when you're about to die, like when you're in that process of death, it's 25 megahertz and a dead body would be, I don't know if it's exactly zero, but, um, but pretty much everything has some sort of frequency in it, even things that are hard objects. So I think even a human body still has, even after it's dead, uh, simply because there's the decay process and there's energy that's happening when you are decaying. <laughs> so it's very interesting. Um, and getting into even like our bones, which are are still living in our bodies. So when you're alive, your bones resonated around 47 megahertz. All right, so to understand um, the the idea of the power of frequency, uh, Dr. Royal Rife did an interesting study. Now, we got to understand that these were not, you know, gold standard 
double-blind, peer-reviewed, right? These were just things that they were messing around with. So him and a, and a friend of his, Dr. Robert Becker, did a, just an interesting study with two young men who measured healthy at 66 megahertz, and then they both held a cup of coffee. So they were holding a cup of coffee. One drank some and one did not. The one that drank it had his frequency dropped to 52. So remember, they were both at 66, and the one that drank it dropped to 52 in three seconds. The one that only held it had his frequency drop to 58, right? So it's a little bit interesting to see that even just having a, a, a lower, a, a poor, a bad frequency item, something that would pull your frequency down in your hand, it's it's pulsating through your body. So it even dropped to 58, right, from 66. So it's interesting to me that our bodies are so sensitive surrounding things that are just around us, things we place on our bodies, and then also things we place in our bodies. So we need to remember that our our bodies are constantly in the state of homeostasis. And our bodies are trying to regulate our systems back to what it thinks is a normal range. So where this gets interesting is you can take an essential oil to help support a specific area. So there's, there's an interesting misconception regarding frequency and oils. Some people believe that the higher the frequency, like rose, right? Rose has been measured at 320 megahertz. So they think that the higher the frequency, the better the essential oil. And while it might be true in some cases, it's not actually the the full correct statement. So when you look at each of your systems in your body, um, it's going to respond to different frequencies. So what you should be doing is you should be using an essential oil based on which system you're trying to enhance or affect. And our bones resonated, like I said, a different frequency than your organs or glands or different areas of your body do. So you would want to in essence, use an array of essential oils with varying frequencies to help support all of your body systems. But if you were to look at all the different oils, like if you were to say, um, you know, lavender is 118, uh, Idaho tansy is 105, Melissa 102. I mean, there's a bunch of different frequencies. And so you want to match them with the system that you're trying to support. And so the, the, the area that I feel gets a little bit confusing is that these essential oil frequencies have been put out there in the world, but not all essential oils have frequencies to them. They all have frequencies, by the way. They just all haven't been measured. So my biggest complaint, if you will, on the whole frequency thing is that how come nobody has been able to duplicate this and measure all the oils and all the things, right? Like I want all the things measured. And so I, you know, have gone back and forth trying to, uh, you know, ask anybody I can, how can I create a frequency machine that will give me results that are consistent, right? And and when you've seen um, people post about certain oils, uh, like one in particular, Idaho um, blue spruce was one that magically appeared to have a frequency higher than rose. But when I see all of the accounts of this quote unquote higher than rose frequency, they're different numbers. You know, I don't see the same number all the time. I see like three different numbers I've found so far for, for that oil. And that's 
that's the rub is that depending on how that oil was processed, depending on how that oil um, was kept or stored, right? When was it measured? Was it measured two years after it was created? Was it measured right after the oil was distilled? Um, You know, that batch will be different. Each batch will be different. And so I think that because of the fact that there was so much um, difference in these, right? So if I were to measure rows that I have in my bag from four years ago and a brand new rose that's a completely different batch that I get today, they would measure differently. Uh, one, a bottle that's opened would measure differently from a bottle that was freshly opened, right? So if it was opened and had been opened multiple times, it has been oxygen oxygenated. We talk about um, our epithelials, our skin cells, that if you're touching the orifice reducer, it's lowering the frequency of that oil. And so all of these things, I think, became an issue <laughs> with the testing of these because it was too confusing for people because the readings were so all over the map. So this whole entire frequencies and essential oils thing sort of got um, pushed to the side. And what I mean by that is you just don't see recordings anymore. You don't see any lists beyond about 15 or 20 oils. So, so, you know, we know there's so many, there's like three to 400 different oils and species out there. And, and that's where it's like, I just want it all red. I want all of them. So, you know, I'm curious if, if anyone ever comes up with a, a consistent rating, uh, you know, with instructions on making sure it's brand new, freshly opened, that sort of thing, I think is super important. But what I'm going to say with all of this that I think can become very helpful for us is when we look at biofeedback, and bioimpedance and how those two relate to frequency. And so I want to help you understand first what biofeedback is. And it can be considered a quack science area, but biofeedback is the idea that by knowing what's going on inside your body, you can actually start to control health issues through the power of thought. So what that means is, um, you know, you see people in hospitals, right? And those who have this just, I am going to beat this. I don't have any, any diseased cells in my body. I feel good. And they have this incredible, powerful, positive thought. The doctors can't explain it, but they miraculously, everything works. They, they get better. They miraculously are, are better. <laughs> Whereas the same treatment on the same patient that has the same disease or illness who has a negative view and is thinking this isn't going to work, I'm just going to die, ends up dying, right? I mean, this you hear this all the time. And we know that the power of our thought is huge. So, and like I said, you, you, you're going to know that Western medical professionals are not too supportive of this area. Um, but it's really because they don't necessarily understand it and they can't patent it. Okay. So the other issue is they can't actually duplicate the outcomes. Now, why is that? The reason you can't duplicate the outcomes is because I don't know at what level somebody truly believes something and somebody truly doesn't. You know, I can sit here all day long and say, I will become this, you know, like we're in Young Living Essential Oil. So I could say in my mind all day long, I will become a Royal Crown Diamond. But if I don't truly believe that in my body, and I don't really know in my heart of hearts that that will happen, it won't happen. Because my body 
is oddly smarter than my mind. Now, I'm all for positive statements and and speaking what you want, even if your body doesn't believe it yet, but you've got to state it over and over again to help your body catch up. So there's this power of of your voice and your and your words that then allow your body to catch up. Now, people who practice applied kinesiology, this muscle testing, will say your bodies don't lie. And so while your mind might might lie, your body won't. And that is what's so fascinating to me that when you initiate something, and this is where when you were to take, say, an iTovi scan, and you scan your body um, for something that's, you know, off in your body, and we'll get into that in a second, your your mind, it will tell you, it will say something like, you need respiratory support. And you might think, well, that's odd, like, I feel fine. However, the moment that happens, your mo- your body, right, your mind is now telling your body that you need respiratory support. So what happens? Your cells start to go after your respiratory and help support it. So it's it's just it's a fascinating area of study. So if you start to understand that area of biofeedback, then you can start to understand how it works in conjunction with bioimpedance. So if you just to know what bioimpedance is, basically the University of Oslo states that bioimpedance is a measure of how well the body impedes electrical f- current current flow. So like you know, stops it basically. So that electrical current flow, if the body is impeding it, um, it will measure how, what it's doing. So in bio, bio impedance is used in fitness trackers, right? So you guys like body mass index devices, you've seen this in any number of things, your eye watch, you know, those are all what are considered bio impedance trackers. And so many of us wear some sort of tracker on our wrist, some of you guys wear heart rate straps when you work out, um, body rhythm things such as sleep and wake patterns. So by using a bioimpedance device, you can better understand stand areas that need improvement, right? And I love it when you do a wake and sleep pattern analysis with one of the bioimpedance devices that you're using because you can see your rhythms and, oh, shoot, I need to figure out how to get into a deeper sleep or I can see that I keep waking up and, and then you can start understanding why that was and maybe it's something simple as, don't drink water, right? So that you can sleep through the night, <laughs> something like that. But the way in which most bioimpedance devices works, the bioimpedance devices they operate is through the technology of frequency readings. So when we know that each part of your body has a frequency that would be considered healthy for that particular area, like a normal brain, like we said, mes- resonates at around 72 megahertz, while a genius brain is as high as 90, the human heart is around 67 to 70 megahertz. Um, the liver has a range, like everything has a range. And so when you know that our overall frequency, if it drops, then we know that we're in a, in a situation where you might get sick. And so if you're using a bioimpedance device to give you biofeedback on your frequency levels, did you catch that? So we're using bioimpedance, a device that will give you human body feedback, biofeedback on your frequency levels, <laughs> this is where things get interesting. So the bioimpedance bio device sends basically a small electrical current into your body and reads where the potential flow issues are. And this is what would be labeled as 
a biomarker that's out of range. And so when you take a bioimpedance reading of the frequencies in your body and then pair them with specific products that resonate at that frequency, the good frequency, the healthy frequency, the results, you guys, are mind-blowing. So as an example, I'll just give you a quick example of let's say you have a cold. Your reading would show that your immunity biomarkers are off or out of range as what is expected from a healthy human reading. It would then basically recommend various products and and uh, things that you could use that would resonate at a healthy frequency that are known to help support a healthy immunity, right? So it won't only just read physical, but also these emotional frequency biomarkers. So it's curious to me, and it gets really um, fascinating because it's things that you know, people don't know how to explain, but it just is. Um, like we have an iTovi scanner and my husband, I mean, I've been using oils. He's been using oils because I've made him since 2007. But until he got the, the bioimpedance machine, right? Until he was able to see this for himself, he became a true believer. Like, it's interesting because when a machine tells you something, for some reason, certain people believe it. And, um, you know, when I watch people with the emotional side of it, it's just creepy, honestly. Like, at the end of the day, I sit there, I, I give people a scan, and I've literally seen grown men cry. And I've seen women in, like, the full-blown ugly sobs, you know, because they're affirming, it's affirming to them something they know deep inside their system that is off. And then a machine tells you that you need to release certain negative energies and it just makes sense. So I encourage you guys to consider at least looking at specific oils. Like we know Valor resonates at the same frequency as healthy bones. So if you have, you know, bone issues, you might want to use a lot of valor, right? That's the way you do it. So we use rose oil because we want to just raise overall frequency, but you might want to look into emotional things. Um, you might want to look into getting your very own ITOV, right? So ITOV is a good um, resource for that. Uh, there's also a company called um, Zido. They make one. I don't feel like it's as good because it's a older technology, but um, I mean, you guys can find things that work for you. If you want a frequency generator, uh, I would encourage you like resonant light out of Canada is a good one. Um, so I don't make any kickbacks on any of this stuff, obviously. Um, so go ahead and, and just sign up and find, find a company um, that works for you. But it's, it's just an area of to me, I wish there was more science behind it. Um, you know, when when I know that the iToby company uses a product or not a product, they use a device called an oscilloscope. So if you're if you're fascinated by the, all this, I just encourage you to to do more research on it, and maybe you can be the person that that finally finds an instrument that will create consistent essential oil frequency readings and we'll be able to somehow um, level this all for us and help people understand um, how to read them, right? So if we were taking a frequency reader, how would we guarantee specific outcomes, right? All right, so I hope this helped you. I know it probably added maybe a little bit more confusion, but um, the point of this is to give you as much information as I have access to. 
and encourage people to keep digging. That's the point. So we just know better. We do better. And then that means we'll be better. That's the point. All right. Thanks, you guys. We'll see see you soon. Thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of your wellness journey today. You can find all my books and other resources over at 31oils.com, or you can go to Amazon and get them. Uh, Other ways to connect to me would be at jenosullivan.com. I've got YouTube, Instagram, all sorts of training programs. Um, We've got things that I encourage you to get involved in, like the Vitality Lifestyle Coaching Program. You can check out at 31oils.com forward slash VLC. I'm all over Facebook, so just search, search me there. But um, I appreciate you guys so much. And until next time, I'm Jen O'Sullivan. Know better, do better, be better. Take care. This episode is brought to you by all those people back in the dark ages who didn't believe that electricity was a thing. When it was found and discovered, everyone thought it was straight from the devil. And so if you had electricity in your home, oh brother, look out. (laughs) So when it comes to frequency, I feel like I'm sort of in the same boat. I don't quite understand it, but I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. So I want to know better and I want to learn and do better so that I can be better. So I'm excited that somebody at some point will truly help us all understand frequency in a really strong way and that somebody out there will figure out how to quantify and qualify and solidify the frequency of essential oils. All right. Thanks, you guys, and be blessed.